You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. This is Randy. In the future, Michael Bay and Zack Snyder will team up, and movies as we know it will be officially doomed. This is Melanie, and in the future, people will have to wait four years for their uh, Olympics fix. Since there will be no more snow, there will only be the Summer Olympics. And this is Jesse. In the future, when your dairy products go bad, they will attack you with a baseball bat. Welcome to the Growlix Podcast, episode 20. <laughs> <laughs> so today's episode uh, is kind of in a, kind of our belated birthdayversary episode. Yes. Because last oh. month technically should have been our birthdayversary. And we mentioned that we'd been doing the show for two years, but we didn't really plan on doing anything special for it. So this episode, we do have our poll list pick, of course, we will discuss. Although I have a feeling that... Uh, Jesse's recent Manicorn video will be fairly accurate as to how that discussion goes. <laughs> a little bit. We're also going to take a look back at all our previous poll list picks, and we're each going to uh, discuss, or we're going to list off our five favorite graphic novels and comic books that we've read as part of the poll list segment for various reasons. Mm-hmm. Either our favorite or like the ones that inspired our favorite conversations. You pointed yes. at something? Can you grab me that notebook that I wrote them down on so that I... Because your arms are long, and <coughs> otherwise I'd have to, like, unhook a million things. My arms are long. Yeah, that's what he's good for. <laughs> um, uh, Speaking of the Manicorn video, since that's a reference people might not get, they um, won't. we're on Instagram now. Instagram. And I'm enjoying it. Like, the video, I kind of didn't expect to enjoy, like, doing the little video section. I don't know why I w- would think this. I didn't think the little video part bits would be as fun as they are, but, man. It's great. That's kind of my favorite part of being on Instagram at this point. It is kind of fun. Yeah. I've used it more in the last uh, four days than I've used it in years. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll throw up like, you know, when when I have a new like um, when we have a new comic book release list on the website, I'll throw up a little picture and like, hey, hit the website for new comics, you know, just kind of a reminder. But also like we've been putting up little videos, just our thoughts on various things or just comic book related things, little humorous things. And Jesse's definitely been using it to <laughs> its full humorous potential. I, I have a, I found a way to put puppets in our lives. <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly what, it, that is exactly what Grolix was missing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> you know, it's probably what the world is missing. If there were more puppets, world peace yeah. would be like, like that. And I'm going to have Melanie, I, I, I did a little improv napkin Randy video, but I'm going to have Melanie make me a little like paper craft Randy, a little paper Randy. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um, so that'll become my, uh, Instagram avatar character for when I want to do little videos and stuff on there. Maybe I should make like nice. three, one with the, one with the happy face and one with the eyebrows. No. Yeah. 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 If you could a couple like, yeah. So I could do a little, a little stop motion animation in our future. All that paper mm-hmm. I got over there. Melanie's been going wild on these on these paper projects because they've been having sales at Hobby Lobbies and Michaels. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. It's cool, though. You're doing awesome stuff. Awesome looking things. Yeah, that unicorn turned out great. I'll have to, if you allow me to, I will post a picture on Instagram mm-hmm. of some of your cool paper characters. Okay. <laughs> I thought you'd have a reaction <laughs> like that. <laughs> it's at, it's Grolix Podcast, you know, Instagram.com slash Grolix Podcast, if that's how it works. Mm-hmm. Or at Grolix Podcast, you know. It's what you would expect it to be. That's where we're at on Instagram. Word. Word. To your moms. Come to drop bombs. Because it's Easter (laughs) as we record this. It is Easter as we record this. Me and Melanie went up to my, speaking of moms, went up to my mom's house, ate some delicious food and watched some TVs and. Got a basket. We got a basket. Oh my gosh. Randy got some. I got this fantastic, like stuffed, pretty sizable stuffed, uh, poo emoji looking thing. (laughs) Because, uh, I think it's basically like a belated birthday present. Ah. Also appropriate. One year for either, I think it was my birthday, maybe Christmas. No, it was my birthday. My sister Heather got me an actual turd. She <laughs> went outside and hunted up an actual turd and plastic bagged it and put it in a box and stored it in the freezer until I got there and gifted me an actual turd. So it's been an ongoing turd gifts or, uh, or, or poo gifts as uh, an ongoing thing. And, tradition. And this year she got me a big, uh, it's a very soft poo pillow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll probably post a picture of that as well. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> I know. I've got to. Yeah. I told her I was going to put it on display in the house, and I will. I'm not sure where it's going to go, but it's going to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Eventually, we'll do little, I'll do, I'll set up a little <laughs> area so I can do video, video bits when I chat up Brandon or something. And, uh, I'll have I, was, I was just going to say, you just need a place to poot it. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I do, folks. I've got That's no follow up. I've got no follow up for that. Well, it, it kind of stunk, but you know. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. What do we want to talk about first, lady and gentlemen? Well, I guess. Do we want to jump right into the pull list? Either that or the our our the pull, pull list, list list Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah, what, what should we do there? Should, we should probably do the Hall of Fame first, huh? Yeah, I guess so. It's like yeah. a warm-up. It's like a warm-up stretch. Right? Exactly. Sounds Getting good. down into the splits of reading a comic book. <laughs> <laughs> Before you go on a really long comic book run. Yeah, cause... <laughs> I get it. <laughs> this metaphor broke down quickly. I would say that metaphor was a stretch. Oh, there we go. Uh, oh, it was on. right there. That was, was a good I, one. I couldn't even see it. It was right there. <laughs> yeah. I didn't plain sight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel oddly ill prepared. You know, th- I I feel like this is, this show is going to be uh, milk and cheesy. Mm. Oh, it's all right. I think it already is. Yeah, yeah. It's certainly gone bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, in case the listener, for some weird reason, this is the first time you've ever listened to the show. We are going to discuss our past poll list, the poll lists of past, pr- yes. future, present. Was a ghost, <laughs> he had chains, he came, he was scary, mm-hmm. and he said we had to re-examine our lives. Mm-hmm. Scrooge style. Yep. Mm-hmm. But the, but like the Mickey Mouse one, so it was, uh, it was, uh, goofy. Yeah. 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 So every, every month we read and then discuss on the following episode 
a short run of comics or a trade of uh, a graphic novel or a trade of a comic book series that is picked by listeners and probably non-listeners that just happen to get suckered into visiting our site. We have a poll. You can go there now, growlixpodcast.com, and you can you can vote on what we read. You can suggest new books to add to the poll. That's what we do every episode, and we've done it yeah. for two years. There's only been... What did we count? There's been a couple episodes two. we didn't. But two, that, two that I saw. Two episodes. I think it was six and seven. Yeah, that we didn't, and those were kind of special episodes. One was like an all-Doctor Who talk episode, and then the following was our OzFest episode. And we were debating whether or not Jesse being at Jesse's house had something to do with one of them. Yeah, I couldn't remember. I know we went and recorded at your house, Jesse, for the Superman Red Sun. Mm-hmm. But did we also go to your house for the Doctor Who talk, or was that part of Superman? That might have been part of Superman. We recorded here twice, but one was for a special. Yeah, it for was the EMC. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember what that one episode was then. Episode six is the one in question. Anyway, not important. Six was. Yeah, six and seven. I bet it two. was the Halloweeny one because six. If we started in March, then episode six would have been in October, I believe. Yeah, but the Halloweeny one was. But didn't you go for, to his house for Halloween and? Yeah, but that was for um, this podcast is haunted. Oh, okay. Yeah, which was like the a, very okay. The very first episode we had no poll list pick. There because, we go. There's another one. Yeah, because it was the first episode and we had no poll. Yeah. So I yeah, but we don't have anything listed for episode six because I'm on the site right now. Yeah. Uh, the poll list page that shows what we've done in the past and. For whatever reason, we don't have anything down for number six. So you're right about that. Six and seven and number one, because obviously. Yeah. Yep. One, six, and seven. So three episodes we haven't had any, but... uh, Maybe this hod- podcast is haunted and the ghosts are stealing away our, <laughs> our st- polis <laughs> We have a sock, like uh, an underwear gnome. <laughs> but it's stealing polis pick segments. That's... Oh, uh, gnomes. That's bad. I hate gnomes. Gnome! Oh, good jeez. <laughs> Man, I feel shameful after getting a response like that out of Jesse about it. No, I just hate gnomes. <laughs> oh. my, okay, you know, this is my birthday month, too. Uh, <laughs> March was. And uh, my wife and my friend sculpted all these gnomes and put them everywhere. I hate them. <laughs> That's hilarious. So you really do have like this gnome thing, huh? Yeah. Oh man, they're awful. Great. They're awful. Like, well, I own a book that is uh, "How to Survive a Garden Gnome Attack." Attack. You can get that at Amazon.com, and I uh, recommend it because all of you people with gnomes outside your house are doing it wrong. <laughs> it's like it's like having a yard zombie. Good idea. Yeah, I feel yeah. I've got I've got some sock monkeys trapped away in the closet and they better stay there or <laughs> See? the world is going to end. Ah. If for some reason I feel like I have to like physically take over the podcast, mm-hmm. I now have the weapons to do so. Don't be oh, there. No. <laughs> All no. I need is a sock monkey, uh, some garden gnomes and I'm good. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> so we, okay. So there's a high V I don't know why I have to name drop specifically the grocery store, but there's a Hy-Vee nearby our place where we usually do our grocery shopping. And for the longest time, they had the most gloriously massive, Freaking almost huge. almost human sized sock monkey. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, I know. Big it's horrific. Sock. 
that that is enough to create a new phobia. And I would grab it and I would attack Melanie with it. He's evil. Oh, Lord. I, all in all, an attack with that thing is, hey, Melanie, look at this. You're lucky I even walked down the aisle near that thing. They usually have it up it, top it, it's, so you yeah, don't exactly. see it. It's up top. Lurking in the rafters, waiting, to, waiting to launch down on you. But they have it in that one aisle that like is, is the... This, you have to go down this aisle to get to have like 14 other aisles. Otherwise, oh. I wouldn't even go down it. It was glorious, but I don't think that thing's there anymore. No, it's not. I know. I pay attention. Your fear and hatred of these things have made me enjoy them all that much more. Uh, you know, I think that's why I got so many gnomes for my birthday. <laughs> There's something incredible about you, you know. I don't think I, I don't think I knew this about you. That's no, that, well, no, it's not so. Well, I mean, I just have a, dis, a general disdain for them. So tell me more <laughs> about your uh, fears and. <laughs> well, I mean, we just put them outside of our, we, some of us even bring them inside our houses. Uh, I mean, how do you think their pointy red caps got that way? <laughs> I, the blood of children, probably. <laughs> <laughs> have, but have you ever seen David the Gnome? I, I don't know. You no. never watched? Oh, it was a show. When I, it was a cartoon from when I was young. Uh, okay. With, and it followed the gnomes, but they were all like, there was like one or two that might have been children, but they were all like 500 years old. But they were creepy, and when they died, they turned into trees. And I was yeah. like, what is there's this creepy there's weird? There's something off there. There's something off. So what she's saying is the trees are gnomes, Jesse. Oh, great. You got to watch out for that creepy tree, though. There's, there's no yeah. gnome oh, go. of it Randy is, anywhere. Randy has some issues with trees. I'm not afraid of trees, but we were talking about, this is a similar line of thought of this whole fear thing. We're talking about creepy trees. Because she you doesn't. You were talking about creepy trees. No, you brought like it Scooby-Doo up. Like Scooby Doo trees. I, I brought up you being afraid of trees. And you <laughs> said, no, it's just there's creepy trees. Yeah, I'm not afraid of trees, but there are Don't creepy trees. Go to Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they have creepy trees in Missouri. They, they're all gnarly and they can yeah. be silhouetted and yep. tap on your window. And there's poltergeist and evil dead creepy trees. Yeah. Nah. That's fair. The they're funny thing is, uh, Scream in the Dark Film Festival which we went to this year. Um, the scariest thing for Axton at the whole thing was a clown. Yeah. <laughs> was, I, I think he was meant to be Pennywise. So I, I, I'll give him that, but like, he was a nice guy. I'm like, I don't know. Well, <laughs> Pennywise is creepy, but I don't know that it's so much that he's Pennywise is that he's, um, what's that guy's name? Tim Curry. Yes. Tim Curry. Tim Curry is scary and everything. Yeah. So I think it's just him in a clown suit is terrifying. <laughs> yeah, 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 I think so. Him we in women's underwear is terrifying. Yeah. Him in freaking uh, what was that one movie? God, what was that one movie? Home Alone Two. No, although still creepy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the worst witch where he had that big like like rainbow bat cape. I don't know. That thing was creepy as crap. And they're like, oh, look at him. He's so handsome. I'm like, he's terrifying. What are you talking about? Wasn't he also like the devil in Legend or whatever? Was he? Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, so. I think so. I did not know that, but that makes it even uh, more Yeah, awesome. I want to say it was him. Awesome. Crazy makeup job. Oh, yeah. I saw Ibsen's, which if you live in Omaha, check out Ibsen's on 50th and uh, Hamilton. It's the most awesome costume shop. They had the head for that was like two grand. But it looked, it was, it was the head from that movie, I swear. The horns are so big, man. I wouldn't yeah, even want to wear it. it. I don't seemed, even know how you could hold it on without yeah, it seemed like it'd be over. so heavy. He's got like a compressed spine from <laughs> yeah. making a movie. Yeah, no doubt. 
So, first time listeners, that's what the poll lists are about. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Gnomes. Huh. <laughs> Gnomes, Tim Curry, uh, sock puppets, and creepy trees. But what we're going to do to kind of celebrate two years of the Grolix podcast doing its thing, its monthly thing plus bonuses, is we're going to talk about each of our top five favorite poll list picks. Woo! <laughs> yeah. There is something. Oh, I think it might be my my. Tea. I think it is your can. Echoing? Uh, Melanie's voice is making like there's like a weird tin can echo and it's because i'm i've got one of these big arizona tea cans that's almost you empty. literally have a tin can next year. it's yeah. yeah and it's catching her voice and causing a very weird echo i don't uh, even know if it's catching my voice i think it's the vibrations well yeah 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 i mean it's not like a little melanie voice echo coming out yeah no yeah <laughs> no it is it's it's causing a weird vibration it sounded good though i liked it it was a good vibration yep now, I actually, even though I'm kind of a fan of ranking lists because I'm a weirdo like that, I don't really have mine ranked out. Have you guys? No. no. Uh, not like generally speaking, no, but I do have a number one. Okay. My criteria is all over the place. So, so I didn't, I couldn't do it. Mike, initially I was like, well, here's, it's going to be just my fav- top five favorite. But then Jesse had mentioned something about his, he was kind of like, he had some picks that were based on his favorite because of the resulting discussion we had. Mm -hmm. And so that was, I was kind of like, Oh, that kind of changes things a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a kind of a mix of it. I have some of them are my favorite because they're good stories. Mm -hmm. And then some of them are my favorite because they were either fun to record or like resulted in the best in jokes, stuff Uh like that. Yeah. Mine are just my favorite that I like to read. Okay. Excluding ones I had read before the pull list. So that knocks like four or five off for me. Because yeah. I didn't want to, I didn't want to do those ones. I had already read them. It's not really fair. Like the Batman ones, stuff Batman, like that. Batman, read it Why before. the Last Man. Okay, yeah. Uh, Saga. Okay, and I do want to add the caveat that there are ones on the list that are great. Like I don't, I don't have Saga on here, but Saga Volume One we read mm-hmm. was fantastic. It's great. Everybody loves Saga. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's not on my list. Mine either. Not because some of these are necessarily better, but I don't know. It just didn't. Yeah, we haven't had a bad one. I, you know. I, they all deserve to be on my list in some form, mm-hmm. but uh, just narrow it down to five. Not for different reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Who wants to go first? I will. Okay. You're a, okay. You're a trendsetter. Thanks. Okay. Okay. Maybe you do need to move that because I can hear myself. Okay. Sorry. Hold on. Let me finish this. Let me finish this sweet tea. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna read it all out, but I already said it was Arizona, and it's like there's nothing like we need things. to stop endorsing things for free, baby. Hey, Arizona! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would take money from Arizona tea. Well, yeah, I'd but they're the not gonna give you any. Oh, I would still take it. <laughs> okay, um, okay. So my for my fifth, the fifth one on my list. Hold on. Although it has no. Hold on. Nice. <laughs> okay i'm sorry okay so the fifth one on my list although they have no order mm-hmm, really mm-hmm. is wolverine old man logan nice yep because it was great oh and i should have listed like what episodes they, they were on uh-huh. listen go to the website hit poll list it'll tell you what episodes all the we talked about these in this one was on episode 21 oh boom yep episode 21 yep. okay so why did you pick old man wolverine for because it was awesome because you finally got to see Wolverine do what Wolverine should do always. Yeah. That's about it. He did Unleash. And the, and their their future is awesome. And it's, uh, you know, 
monstrosities. Did you know? Now, I'm not reading any of it, but Old Man Logan, the character Old Man Logan, is currently in the modern Marvel Universe. doing. Yeah, that. even though Wolverine himself is not. Yep. Mm. No, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. You know, weird comic book universe stuff. Mm-hmm. After effects of uh, Civil War. Or not Civil War. No. Um, Secret Wars. Yeah. Or whatever. One of those big, big galaxy wars. <laughs> I, it's okay if you didn't know about it. It was a secret war. Oh. It was secret. Yeah. yeah. We were all doomed. <laughs> Jesse, do you want to go next or shall I? So my number five was identity crisis and I had read that, but it'd been so long that I really only remembered like two or three of the major plot points. And I really enjoyed, uh, rereading it. Like it was almost new to me again. And I loved you guys' reactions to it. So. That was definitely on my list, and for whatever reason, it's number five. Nice. Yeah, I enjoyed read. That was a first-time read for both Melanie and myself, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it a lot. That was actually one of, of all the books we've read, that was one of the quickest reads for me because I just blew through the whole thing. It's one of and my- it's not even a short one. Uh-huh. I mean, it's fairly long. Yeah, I went through it quick, too. It's one of my runner-ups. Is it one of your runner-ups? It's mm-hmm. my first runner-up. Ooh. Yeah, it almost made the list, but I was like, eh, I think this one's just slightly better. Mm-hmm. And that was episode 25. Just a couple months ago. Like two. Yeah. Yeah, two months ago. Yep. I'm going to go with this one, although this is probably one of the best that we've read, but I'm going to go ahead and re- list it now just to kind of get it out of the way, because mm-hmm. the other ones have the like, here's why it was fun to talk about. This is the one where it's like, this was just good. I'm going to say Mouse, Yeah, A Survivor's Tale, Volume 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Because even though it's like on all the lists, it's like a it's like a required reading. Like you need to read this if you're, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I would have read it on my own. Mm-hmm. And even though it's like so, I mean, it's based on a true story, so it's it can be very depressing. It was so good, and I blew. Even though it's long, like we read volumes one and two, I blew through it fairly quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. It just it gripped me. So for pure quality. And, like, this is definitely something I'm glad I read that I probably wouldn't have. Mouse. All right. So whoever's recommend, whoever recommended that, I don't know if we added it or somebody else. I think somebody I else I think it was, on our, uh, it was on our list of shame, and we put it on the poll list, okay. right? Well, then yeah. I want to thank us for recommending yeah, that to ourselves. Us. Yeah. You could listen to that at episode number three of Mouse and Swamp Men. Oh, nice. Way back. And episode I'm, three. Yeah, way you, back. It's the second poll list ever. Yeah, it was good. It was really good, but it was too depressing, so I didn't. I didn't use it. You didn't use it because it was too b- depressing. Yeah. Well, I had. To, I mean, we've read lots of good stuff, but that was definitely one. I just had to mention it because it's like it will. De- of all the things we've read, I mean, we've read some stuff that I think will be considered classic, but that is like classic literature material. Yeah. 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 So I agree. There okay. we go. So my next one is Superman Red Sun. It was great fun, and Russian Batman was awesome and uh he was yeah yeah it was it was a, all around a good book and i need i need to read more like that more things like that outside of the time stream or whatever that they follow more elseworld stuff out of yes. continuity stuff yes mm-hmm. there's some good ones yeah yeah that one that one was good red sun was episode is the border collie one yeah uh, border- 11 11. <laughs> Episode 11. Border Collie? Bo- I, I, Border and Chaos. Yeah, we named it Border and Chaos because the dogs... We, that one That is the one we recorded at Jesse's house, and oh, we had okay. Holly on with us. Okay. Yeah. That one might my, come uh, 
my number four was mouse as well. And for all the exact same reasons that you listed it, I wouldn't have probably read it on my own, but I am so glad that I did. Mm -hmm. Well then I'm going to say my number four was Superman red sun because like you said, um, it's a good story. I hadn't read it. It was a first time read. I like the, it's not really a twist, but the kind of like concept at the end. Mm -hmm. And I enjoyed, even though (laughs) I enjoyed the discussion of this, even though it was kind of awkward because that's the first time Melanie and myself both went over and we recorded with Jesse and Holly in person mm-hmm. um, in their house. We invaded their living room. And so there was a little bit of awkwardness between all of us because, you know, we're all like kind of weird, you know, weird people, bashful people. <laughs> um, but also because I want to say everyone forgot what happened in this book, <laughs> even though well, we all enjoy yeah. it. Like the I had read it and I was going to try to have the whole thing reread. And I wasn't able to get all the way through it. And so I was working off of memory for like the end. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh. So yeah. it's been a, I haven't, I haven't listened to that episode since I'm sure I edited it or, or we released it. But mm-hmm. so I don't know how well the discussion comes across, but I remember it being kind of one of the more awkward and humorous ones just because like it was a struggle to remember everything and get everybody on the right, on the same page and stuff. I remember there being some kind of debate about someone who wears green, but every time I try to think about it, bananas and pajamas starts going in my head. <laughs> so <laughs> I have no idea. That's an interesting look into I your don't mind. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Melanie. Okay, my next one is Harold Lovecraft and Tesla. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. totally my type of thing. I never heard of it before. The pollist suggested it. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it, and it's one of the things that I don't think we have anymore. But when when we can get more, I totally want to read more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, right, so I'm excited for it. You know, yeah, more has, more uh, more has been released. Um, that one was awesome. It's not on my list. It was almost on my list, but I I was it was one I was hoping somebody else would mention because that one was awesome. Because I'm pretty sure the creators of the comic book or at least somebody close to the creators added it to the poll list mm-hmm. and then directed their people at us. Yeah. Yeah. And because like it just had, it just exploded out of nowhere and had so many more votes than anything else on the list. Uh-huh. So they gamed us in a good way. Like not, they didn't cheat, but they gamed us in a good way and it turned out to be a fantastic read. So it was a, it, that was a fun experience all around. Yeah. Yes. Word. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, and uh, that was episode number 20, for those of you playing the home game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's a really old reference. There used to be home game versions of popular uh, game shows. Of popular podcasts, and we're going to bring that back. Yeah. Yeah, there was a game show. Uh, home game version. I don't know what that would be, uh, but us. it's going to happen. <laughs> it would be like, here's a pizza. Eat it and talk. <laughs> and they'd be like, if you, if you, I don't know, roll a bad die, you get a gnome or a sock puppet. Oh, oh, this is a scary game. <laughs> okay, my number three, and this is the first one that I picked due to conversations, uh, was The Crow because it brought us cat dancing. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was good. It was a good, it was a good comic and everything. And I enjoyed the discussion all around, but, uh, like that's a classic 
inside joke now. Like I reference it all the time and, uh, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think anyone that doesn't listen to the show knows what I'm talking about. No, I don't think so either. Nope. I mean, so can, I really shouldn't do that. <laughs> I really can, shouldn't talk about cat dancing all the time, but I do. Yeah. And because spider buggy people get, they might not know why bonsai is like a spider buggy, but they get spider yeah. buggy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Cause dancing? that's a pop culture reference. Nah. So my number three is the crow. Yeah. I'm just going to follow you guys. Anytime you hit one, I happen to have because I enjoyed reading the crow. It's something I should have read. Like when I was in junior high, but it's something I'm surprised I hadn't read by this time. It was obviously a first time read and yeah, cat dancing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was, it was a really fun discussion. I mean, when you think about it, it's like the more depressing parts of the book are the parts we like <laughs> had gleeful fun with. Yeah. In discussion. But that's because, you know, it was like the, the ballerina or the, the uh, interpretive dance like poses uh-huh. that, um, the crow would hit. And like the, God, he looked like a male model. Yeah. It just <laughs> yeah. became cat dancing and cat dancing is a great thing. And, <laughs> and I, that is the name of that episode, number 19, cat dancing, cat yep. dancing. Yep. I do too reference that and nobody knows what I'm talking about. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, even later on, like, um, I, I got to meet, uh, Jay O'Barr. And, and so in that episode where I was talking about it, like the cat dancer himself. And like, if you didn't listen to episode 19, you had no idea what I was leading up to. You're like the cat dancer himself. So we even, yeah. we even referenced that in later episode titles, but I'll get to that later. <laughs> oh, oh, awesome. Awesome. Okay. All right. You're up next. Okay. My second to the last pick. Okay. Is it already? Which is my fourth, yes. Oh, man. Is uh, Planetary. Again, totally something that I should have been reading all my life and I didn't ever know about. And then we read them, and I love them so much that now I've read them all. Yeah, you've since finished the series. Yeah, because it was great. Uh, my number two was Old Man Logan uh, for the spider buggy. Is piggybacking off of <laughs> piggybacking <laughs> off of the, uh, yeah. The spider buggy do you want to be a spider buggy bonsai is great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, And then the abomination. And... <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot that. And we even went with the abomination. Thanks abomination for the episode title. For the ti- yeah. yeah exactly. Like spider buggy. Yeah. That there was so many, like that was a fun discussion. Mm-hmm. And there were so many like good inside jokes that we still reference now. It's um, like a sleeper hit. Like I wouldn't have seen that one coming as being like the one of the most fun. You know, no. like, we're going to discuss Old Man Logan today. It's a dark and creepy future tale of woes and, and, and travel. It's a road trip story between a blind man and an old man who shouldn't still be alive. He's got claws and a spider buggy. <laughs> Thanks, Abomination. <laughs> yeah, it's so, yeah, it all turned, so, turned into uh, Bonsai being a spider buggy and the weird Thanks, Obama thing. That was a good discussion, mm-hmm. for sure. And uh, I've been playing around with this thing called Clamor. Oh, yeah, yeah. I tweet them out recently, and I, I it basically, I can just take, like, a um, up to, like, a 24-second soundbite or audio clip from the episode, uh-huh. and then it'll post it to, like, Twitter or Facebook as a little video or whatever. You just click it, and it'll play an amusing clip that I select, and then... That's nice because then you can also like, it'll include a link to the episode so you can listen to the full episode. Anyway, point is I went through that episode where we talked about old man Logan and got like three of the best clips just instantly. 
Oh sure. Got the the origin of the spider buggy spider buggy bonsai. Yeah. The thinks abomination. Like that episode is just full of great stuff like that. Yeah. Awesome. My turn or Jesse's turn? Uh, I just that was that was actually my number two. So it's your All turn. Right. Um, I will say, Judge Dread. Hmm. The Dread Lip. The Dread Lip. Twelve. <laughs> Which I still think is brilliant, even though it didn't necessarily blow up and take the world by storm. We, you know, say uh, it's it's one of those things. I don't think I can do dreadlip. I'm really not good at it. I think I said that in that episode, though. <laughs> I think it's it's slightly less awkward than my Elvis, but still along the same lines. So Judge Dread, talking about Judge Dread, part of what was reading it was enjoyable i enjoyed reading it we had a lot of fun mm-hmm. talking about it that we came up with the the dread lip which is like the uh, uh the judge dread version of the duck face the duck lip selfie thing mm-hmm. um <laughs> yeah and this one was fun because well now i i wouldn't necessarily want to have to do this for everything but in this case it was fun because all it said all the recommendation was 2080 judge dread so it had to be some like original judge dread not necessarily the idw stuff mm-hmm. but it didn't say what and there is a ton of it so i actually like researched various storylines and stuff like that and had to uh do some like digging and put together what seemed like some essential little clips and story or storylines and stuff Mm -hmm. so we got a like a nice selection of like some of the really like weird kind of goofy stuff and then some of the just like the more classic essential storylines um you did an almost perfect job almost almost yeah i i well there was something the child judge there's a little bit of that that I judge think. child or whatever yeah 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 other than that perfection well i yeah, be, care- be careful what you wish for on that because i got a feeling we're gonna run into that this next month where we don't know oh, what to read. no yeah i think so too i know what you're talking about but i am prepared for it okay <laughs> oh oh yeah your turn oh oh this is the number one number one <laughs> okay um <laughs> it's not like better than any of the others it's just the first one i wrote down mm-hmm and it's probably because I'm a girl and I love animals, but we three. Yeah, okay. I love um, that one. And part of, five. part of the reason, besides the fact that I love animals, is because it was like right on the verge of being too depressing, but then it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison, written We Three. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. good. That was a good read. And I want to say it was short. Was that Frank? But sweet. Frank Quietly. It was on short and sweet. Yes. yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, it was short and sweet. And. And uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Another one I never would have heard of if not for the poll list. I hadn't ever heard of that either. Yeah. When that one was just added to the poll list, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, think, I don't think that was on our list of shame. Nope. Mm-mm. And it was early on too, wasn't it? Yeah. Episode mm-hmm. five. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That one was good. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Jesse. Uh, my, my number one, uh, Mel already uh, dropped it. It is Harold. Uh, love and Tesla because uh, yeah, the takeover that was, that was incredible. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And it, it was just good. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Like it was fun. It was it was well written. The artwork's awesome. Like yeah, that's what I want more of that to happen on our pull list. I want more like independent stuff that we've never heard of. That's awesome uh-huh. to just happen and for them to descend on us like ravenous nerd crows that mm-hmm. can dance. <laughs> yes, I agree. And they even, okay, I don't know. Maybe we should have mentioned this during the review if we didn't, but they even hooked us up with Advanced. the material to read. I, th- I think we mentioned it, but okay, yeah. Okay, good. 
still still good to mention again because yeah. I mean that didn't influ- that didn't influence the the review like no we no. would have liked it anyway it was it was well like you said well written great premise mm-hmm. um and we read two volumes because they did that right yeah, yeah. and the second volume hadn't even dropped yet so right. yeah that was awesome right yes that had some of, some of my favorite stuff in it yeah yeah when they met up with Samuel Clemens oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plane. <laughs> yeah, that was real good. Well, my number one is only a number one because it's the last on the list and nobody else has mentioned it yet. So this is really not in any order. Um, I'd say Batman Arkham Asylum, A Serious House on Serious Earth. Mm-hmm. Episode 22. That was also one of my runners up, but below Identity Crisis. Yeah, it's, I mean, I don't. I enjoyed it. I don't even think it's necessarily the best thing in our list, obviously, here. But I enjoyed reading it. I can't believe it was another one where I can't believe I hadn't read it yet. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, Because it's got the, like, this is a dark, messed up story that you should have read. And it's Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, And the art is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also we had some fun with it because that was the uh, self-cutting emo Batman. Yeah. And yeah. and yeah. that episode we following the crow, I don't know how closely it followed the crow, but we couldn't help but reference the crow and that was bat dancing. <laughs> bat dancing. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it was bat dancing. Um so yeah, it was it's basically the spiritual follow-up to the crow in terms of our discussion. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, oh, right. And also somehow Jesse's Jesse's Copy got all jumbled up, and he ended up reading most oh, yeah. of it out yeah. of order. Yeah, I remember. I, yeah, I had a crazy person assemble my uh, copy, so. <laughs> which does not make this any easier because it's not the most accessible read to begin with. No, and but, when it's right. out of order. But then again, it's Arkham Asylum. Maybe Jesse. It, maybe it's meant to drive him insane. Yeah, maybe he stumbled into the true correct way to read it. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. That was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And and what's interesting and cool about uh, that one is that uh, we just recently dropped an episode, uh, an episode of Grolic's Nights mm-hmm. uh, with Pete Mitchell. Which, if you haven't heard that interview, you should definitely uh, go check it out. If you're in, if you don't subscribe to the feed or you didn't hear about it, and we promoted it like a lot, so yeah. I'd yeah. be surprised if you missed it. But um, if you did, go check it out. And this was one of the comics that he dropped as like. Um, one of one of the comics that he was super impressed with, mm-hmm. yeah, because it was like a painting, like it was fully painted and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm I'm sorry, I know we're done with our picks. No, keep talking. But no one mentioned it, and I am not even going to necessarily say it was one of my favorites because it's I didn't even put it on my runner up list. I'm sorry, but the thing the the first one that I was really impressed by artistically was Duncan the Wonder Dog. Um. And yeah. it didn't make my list. I'm sorry, but but that was one where I was like, "Wow, they like treated this way different than I would expect someone to treat a comic book." Yeah, I would say not to lump the two together, but Mouse and Duncan the Wonder Dog, and if you want to get crazy, you could probably throw um, Arkham Asylum in there, as mm-hmm. in like books that showcased like y- well, and the Crow a little bit too. Oh yeah, because yeah, they definitely. all have that patchwork kind of style to them a little bit yeah or you know at least artwork just like fine art well they yeah. all yeah breaking the rules bending the rules mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Someone, redefining the rules someone treating a comic book like a, an actual art form instead of just a way to make 
money and sell little kids' stories. Yeah. I mean, well, okay. Ain't nothing wrong with no Batman and none of us. Okay. No, uh, <laughs> yeah. no, I do, I do say what, see what you're saying. It's, they're books that are exactly from the point of view of like, this is more of an art piece than a mainstream piece of entertainment. Yeah. Even, even in the case of like, um, uh, Arkham Asylum, where they're working with a mainstream pop culture character, mm-hmm. uh, Batman and all that being a, taking just like a totally crazy, the method is totally different and just bravely running with it without worrying about how it will be mm-hmm. looked at from a critical point of view. Looking at the list as a whole, like, um, if we're going to invent fictional awards, Batman, uh, deserves a, an award uh-huh. just by virtue of we've read three Batman stories and other stories with Batman in him, in them, like Red Sun and Identity Crisis and probably something else. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like, as far as like a character that we've read multiple times, Batman's got it hands down. Well, of course. One of my Batman. runners up was going to be, um, it, I just bumped it off the list just before we started because I had six. And one of them was Batman, Death of the Family. I mean, because... It was I, the first one we did. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. I enjoy I enjoy that story arc. I like Scott Snyder's Batman an awful lot. Um, mm-hmm. But also because... A little extra bit. Because I had read it coming out in single issues. And then for this, I read the hardcover trade. Mm-hmm. And there were things changed. So for me, it was interesting to see the changes between the single issues and what they altered for the collected edition. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. And I, I just included that because I had read it before. Cause you had read it before. Yeah. Yeah. But we've read a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Pretty much like almost everything. I would say I haven't like disliked everything. There were a few things that were a slog. <laughs> Wait, no, 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 I don't think you said that right. I haven't disliked everything. I haven't disliked everything. <laughs> That's good. Idea. I'm glad. I'm glad. No, thank you for. Not thank all, you. It's not all pain, suffering, sock monkeys, and gnomes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for pointing that out. Yeah. I I haven't disliked anything. Mm-hmm. A few things were more of a slog. I liked Duncan the Wonder Dog, but it was a slog at times. It's hard to it get through. Hard yeah. to get through. Um, Marvel bring on the bad guys. I liked as getting a piece. It's like it, that was like studying comic book history, uh-huh. but man, it was rough to get through at times. That's, oh, and that was two episodes. We had to stretch it out over two episodes. Studying so. history is not the easiest thing to do necessarily. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Um, I actually, I would say of, of the stuff that we had read up to that point, yeah, those were definitely two of the more difficult to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, but even those like aren't bad. I enjoyed Duncan the Wonder Dog. I think that one was cool, mm-hmm. and yeah. um. I enjoyed the history of these Marvel characters. Some of it was really cool, and some of it was just like that's 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 how it was. Yeah, some yeah. some of it I was yeah. actually very interesting interested to know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think we'll like you know like I think the Doctor Strange movie is going to be more fun now that we've read a little bit of Doctor yeah. Strange. So I might I might have to go back and reread some things. No, he was the magic. <laughs> he was the magic user in that one. I had to remind you what that book even was when you were looking at the list. Yeah, I know. He was the one that went and fought um the Dread Dormammu. Yeah, it was really the origin okay, of well the that, villains. Okay, well that that brings Dormammu. me a little more. He was the one in like the alternate reality with like the mm-hmm. go-go demons. <laughs> yep. He's going to be Cumberbatch. Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch. Oh. Wait, which one the Dreaded Bat 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 B
the hero of the story. <laughs> Doctor Strange. Yeah. Okay. So those were all great pull lists, but yeah, uh, let's unveil our pull list pick for next month. Yes. All right. Uh, the pull list pick for next month. Wait, wait. At do you want to read what? it? No, no. He can say it. Okay, he oh. can say it. I'm sorry. Okay. I want to say what it is uh, in English, though. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Good, good, good. The the reigning champion currently with 26 percent of the votes is Usagi Ojimbo. Which means rabbit bodyguard. It does. Yep. Isn't that great? Listeners at home, <laughs> rabbit bodyguard. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't want and, to read and that? Oddly fitting, considering we are uh, recording this on Easter. Uh huh. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so I've I, I I don't know when this got added to the list or who did it, but thank you ahead of time. Um, but I seen this on the list and I've noticed it creeping up, and then I I was like, that sounds familiar to me. I mean, the Yojimbo thing's almost oh. familiar because I've watched um Yojimbo the movie, and you know, it's just but. It sounded familiar to me, so I did some research, and I was like, "What is this magnific magnificence?" Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, did you, and you came across the TMNT crossover thing. Is that no? I, I didn't even. There's come a across- TMNT oh, yeah. crossover. I, yeah, that's that's actually how I was uh, uh, introduced to Yusagi Yojembo. Is that we had his action figure because uh, I think t- two or three times he has done an official crossover into Mirage or the TMNT universe. Maybe that's oh why my. it sounded familiar because then I looked him up and I was like, Oh, he looked familiar, but I looked into what it was and like, I'm totally on board with that. Cause I love that type of stuff. Um, yeah. Look him up on YouTube. Uh, I'm sure there, there will be clips cause uh, they had him in and at least one episode of the original cartoon series. And then later on when they rebooted it in the two thousands, like early two thousands, uh, there's an episode there, and I ha- I haven't seen that one, so I'd be interested to see how that panned out. Oh, nice! That is amazing. We should tack that on to whatever it is that we read. Then okay, some uh, yeah, some TMNT because that's my childhood right there. Yeah, but yeah. um, Randy's all about some samurai movies. Oh yeah, watches a lot of them. Yeah, in reading up, I discovered there's a character. That comes into the story off and on, who is very much a take on um, Zatoichi. Mm-hmm. And then, and that's when I like, you know, researched the name. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I'm very excited because this is definitely in, in my wheelhouse. This is stuff I, I love that setting. It looks very cool. Um, but this and Stan is, Sakai is like the nicest guy, period. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us. I mean, like we we well, we met him at Planet Comic Con. We've been last mm-hmm. year, right? And we got uh, we got a a sketch for my brother because my brother always loved Usagi Ojimbo and created a D and D character, basically. Um, that's why it was based on it. Oh yeah, he, yeah. Jake's D and D character was named Usagi, and um, so yeah, uh, we we talked to him a little bit. Uh, bought one of his sketchbooks uh, for Jake, and he signed one of my. Uh, Dark Horse comics that I had, and uh, I told him that um, Jake's birthday was coming up, and, and that he was going to be super excited. And just boom, on the spot was like, "Oh, give me the backing to your comic," and he drew it, just a happy birthday Jacob thing, like a full blown sketch. Just boom. Amazing. So that's awesome. Very cool guy, and like actually talk to you. You know, like a lot of times you get in the line, and they have such a line that they'll just be like kind of. Not really pushing you through, but just like, or, hey, there's a whole bunch of people I still have to talk to behind you. So, yeah, let's, you know, and, you know, you want to respect their time. But he was just very friendly. 
very cool. So I'm I'm kind of excited to see because I uh, I have not read Usagi Ujembo, but I've always kind of liked him mm-hmm. from afar. Yeah, I'm super excited. I might have taken a sneak peek at some of it to see what it was like beforehand. <gasps> How could you? I was hoping it was going to win. I knew eventually it would because it had it had more. It was had well, obviously it had the most votes, but it was up there. So I've been watching it. It was like hoping it would. Fingers crossed, hoping nothing would overtake it last minute. Yeah. Um, but well, it's it's pretty safe. Uh, we've got like a five way tie, or maybe it's a six way yeah. tie. Yeah, six way tie. So we need some people to vote. <laughs> <laughs> so we know what to read next month. Okay, so this is a this is a case where, like Judge Dredd, it doesn't specify what to read. It just says Usagi Ojimbo. Yeah. So we will have to find what pick and choose some bits and find find what is considered like essential Usagi Ojimbo reading. That's right. Good luck, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the Council of Rabbits. All this poll list talk, we need to get around to what we're talking about this episode because it's time to talk about a poll list pick from last this last month or something. <laughs> yeah. Fun with <laughs> milk and cheese. And it's fun with milk and cheese. Written in art by Evan Dorkin. Yeah. Now I have a question. Your mm-hmm. copy of this, Jesse. Yes. Um did you have is is it like the first trade? Uh, I believe so. It's, uh, yeah, it's collects the first, was it four okay. issues? And that's what you uh, read? Yes. Okay. Then I read everything. I okay. did not. I actually have more than that. And I read a oh. little bit more. So I was in a bit of a panic, but then I was looking it up and I was like, Oh wait, I think, I think I only really needed to read four issues. So, and he was in a panic and he's like, it's going to be hard to read. And I hadn't even gotten them on my phone until a couple of days ago because that's where I read most of my comics. Right. But, um, Though what I did read, I thought I got through pretty quick. Yeah. Okay. So I just didn't read them all. This is the first time I think this situation has come up. Yes. I'm but, sorry. I but I know, but I told you ahead of time, I was like, you might have as late as it is, you might have trouble getting through all this, but in this situation, I don't think that's It'll, a problem. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Cause everything I read. Yeah. You can comment on it and not even. Right. So that made me a little bit okay with it. Yeah. And, and I apologize still for not getting through it, but. I've been busy lately and had very, like, the little bit of time I have is is dedicated to sleep. And that's about it. Oh, yeah. So this is almost a little quick follow-up on something we mentioned, I think, last month is Melanie got her promotion that we had mentioned. Did we mention Yay! It? Yeah, I mentioned that you were up for a promotion. Oh, yeah, I got my promotion, so. So it means. <laughs> so it means I'm. More work for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's been very busy lately. Like and her 12, sleep schedule's been crazy. 12, 14-hour yeah. days, sleeping in, like, four-hour shifts. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. you know, I wasn't going to, I didn't give you a hard time about it. Like I have other months where I get nervous. Yeah. Um, but milk and fun with milk and cheese is, I mean, it's essentially like a comic strip. It's one, most of it's one page, sometimes two page yeah. strips. It was weird say. to me to see it in book form because it's, it's not the kind of thing that you would stay down and read a book about. Mm-hmm. No. And it actually didn't, um, I don't think it, it showed up in, like comic form like like this did it it basically was like a one page strip that you would find at the back of some other book and then they collected them yeah, yeah yeah and it seemed like um yeah and it seems like he would collect it into a an actual issue like once a one once a year so it was like the year strips collected into a book and then that got collected into this trade 
So it's a it's a definitely a different format than trades that we've read in the past. It's more like if you were to read a like collection of peanuts comics mm-hmm. or whatever, yeah. only much more violent. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. So the main characters are milk and cheese. Mm-hmm. And they just generally have a bad attitude and are prone to fits of violence and r- various rampages and puns. And, and oh, puns. And Melanie, yeah. Melanie was loving that. Oh yeah. And awesome. um and that's it. Like it's it's there's a couple stories that go on for more than like two pages, but generally it's a one page, maybe two page thing. Um there's for me, I mean I'll say right now I I enjoyed it, but mm-hmm. and I think we're all probably agree at least on this front. This was tough to get through in terms of we have to read this trade and talk about it in a month because th- it's there's no like ongoing narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's like I mean, I would sit down to read it. I'd get through like four, five, six, like of these little stories or whatever s- scenarios, really. And then I'd be like exhausted. I'd be like, OK, I need to stop for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because it's essentially milk and cheese screaming in your face and uh, uh, assaulting people every yeah. time over and over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Individually, I really enjoyed it them you know like i and, and when i first cracked it i thought oh this is going to be easy because they're real quick mm-hmm. they're bite-sized you can read them real fast and uh i i really enjoyed that and i think that's how they're meant to be read mm-hmm. and i think in that format they're awesome but trying to read i don't i don't know how many pages this was but uh, trying to read that many pages of them in in a row all in one sitting oh i do not recommend that no, and exactly that's and that's you know like any other pull list pick. That's how I would try, or even just a normal comic book. That's how I would try to do it. You'd sit down, and I'd try to bust through as much as I can. Not to where I'm like rushing through it, but I'm just you know trying to just take big old chunks out of this reading material. And it's hard, man. It was hard to do on milk and cheese because it's not meant to be. It's not meant to be devoured. That it's not meant to be consumed that way. Mm-hmm. Right. I will agree with all of the things that you guys said, except I think maybe this is a comic book geared for someone other than myself. Because although I, I, I appreciate, like, you know, revolting against the government and sticking it to the man, some of it was just ridiculous, and there's no reason for it other than to just be ridiculous <laughs> and make noises that make no sense and, you know, create <laughs> chaos where there is no need for none. Um, <laughs> great chaos where there was no need for it. Yes. And so, you know, it's, that is their lot in life. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I accept that that is where they come from, but that is not a place that I need to go. Well, the the uh, the, I know what you're talking about. The Augas. Yes. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> they stopped doing that. Yeah. Like that was like maybe the first one or two or whatever. And then yeah. it was over. So <laughs> listening to Melanie read these things to herself <laughs> oh, oh man oh boy she'd be reading for a while and i'd be curious like i'd be like what are they doing now and she'd be like beating people up like oh okay <laughs> well what's yeah, the scenario true. they're angry <laughs> um so and but she'll be reading for a while and then she'd be like oh <laughs> and i'd be like what and she'd be like the puns and just go off on it and then she'd be reading for a while later and she'd be like oh Oh, she was, it sounded like, it sounded like they were assaulting her a little bit. They were assaulting my brain, oh, but my. 
I don't think Melanie was enjoying it very much. And the main things, like she just said, was like the weird sounds, the, you know, the Augas, some of the puns, and then like stuff like when they were b- busting up the uh, music store and is like, welcome to the jungle moron. Like she just like couldn't yeah. handle it. Ugh. Oh yeah. God. Grown, yeah. And, but I would agree with what you said. And this is exactly what I told her. I was like, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. It, it gets better in that respect as it goes on. And it that's why I feel bad about lesson. Not, that's why I feel bad about not getting all the way through it because you, you told me it got better and I'm like, okay, but I'm not probably going to get that far. Now it gets better in terms of like, there's less somewhat cringy, like, oh, uh, come on, man. Yeah. But yeah. for the most part, the content doesn't change at all. It's right. consistently, no. it's exactly that all the time. Yeah. They're very formulaic about how they distribute violence, which is uh-huh. for no reason at all, really, other than they hate everything. Right. I appreciated that um, Cheese had a name for a minute, and then but then it disappeared, and I was very upset about that. Did he? Yeah, it was like- I, He would call them various things. Nez, I want to say Nesbit, but that could just be me channeling like three other things. I I, I liked when yeah, they would call each other things like various things and throw like Spanish in there and stuff like yeah you know I I enjoyed that like yeah they're like go between be- between each other. I think my favorite bits, and this is not going to be a surprise if you've listened to me talk about many other things, is I like the meta stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though a lot of it was very on the nose, but there's a lot of like, oh, you're vomiting all over panel five. <laughs> yeah. I like that stuff. And at first it was almost a little too cutesy, but I still enjoyed it where it was like, they do a meta, like a meta comment and then comment on that and be like, oh, you're not supposed to do that. It's blah, blah, blah. But I still enjoyed that. There was one panel. I don't remember anywhere, which strip it was or what issue it was, but there was one panel where like, you know, they're just standing there and I want to say maybe. Cheese's hand is slightly off the panel where it like actually is oh, off yeah, the panel. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, my hand is off the panel. He like, he co- just comments on it. <laughs> and then it goes on like nothing else. But, uh, I, you know, I like that. I think the funniest little bits for me were the little, like little tiny text he'd put at the, um, at, on the sides oh, of the yeah. panels. He would hide stuff all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or there'd be like a lot of times when they were doing like mass mayhem, there'd be these circle panels all over. And they're yeah. just crazy stuff with little puns and stupid things in each panel. Now that I think about it, the puns don't stop. They're there forever. I knew that. The- <laughs> I knew that. You're like, it's not, it's not as bad later and there's not as many puns. There's not as much this. And I'm like, no, if th- something like this doesn't stop the puns. Never, but, never. But I like in the middle of these, some of these chaos things, like there's one where there's a little tiny circle and it's got the like, Milk and cheese, they're just sitting there not doing anything, and it's like the kind of cute version of them where it's like very basic detail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just said mystery panel. And I, <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, the, and then there's that made me think of the truth or dare uh, little one. I think that one was. Oh, great. yeah, yeah. And, and they're all in circles and stuff, and then they're down there like peeking over the final panel, and they're like, hey, cheese, have you noticed that when we commit violent acts, we often tend to do so in these circular panels? Yes, circles of mayhem. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. Like right in the middle of that is it, it's like see them dare, and they're just beating things up. Of course, like <laughs> hey, fit him into a bottle and all this stuff. Uh, and then right in the middle, there's like slightly less daring panel, and it's just milk and cheese with ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. So yeah, I enjoyed that stuff. Honestly, we've already had like more to talk about this than I expected. 
I expected Jesse's, we mentioned it earlier, his man of corn <laughs> video message to come true where it's like, here's the podcast, blah, blah, <laughs> angry milk and cheese, eyebrows, nerd sounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, political type things would come up, but it's not even like, it's not like he generally, the they right, don't choose a side. <laughs> exactly. Like they, have the, they, they go on the Rodney King beatings and they're just like, you know what? We, uh, we hate everyone. So uh-huh. yeah. You guys are- yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I, d- I don't know where I was going anyways. That was actually <laughs> the one where that's what made me think about it. Like occasionally that stuff would come up and yeah, they don't choose a side. It's, he doesn't use it as like an outlet for like, you know, s- political commentary or social commentary necessarily. It'd be like, they'd bring something up and then just beat everybody up about it. Like, yeah, but the Rodney King one, I actually felt was a little bit more opinionated. And I thought it was uh-huh. interesting because, well, first off, like in a time capsule respect, because it's like, uh, I remember that, you know, I remember that time. Yeah. Right. And I, I guarantee a lot of people much younger than us aren't going to remember, know what that is about. It's like 92 or yeah. something like that. It definitely seemed like there was a, not an agenda, but a little bit of an opinion in it. But then of course it did just devolve into beating people, but they ended up beating a cop. So that was. Yeah. Kind of the statement, right. but that I want to say was more the standout in terms of like, if the writer had an opinion, it probably came out more there than any other strip where he might have mentioned something current. Mm-hmm. I saw yeah. 7-Eleven and I was like, oh, 7-Eleven, this is old. <laughs> <laughs> and that was kind of interesting. So the Rodney King thing dated it. You mentioned 7-Eleven, but for the most, well, no, I can't say that. There's a lot of stuff that kind of dates it. The music talk dates it a little Merv bit. Merv Griffin. Yeah, what was that? There's a lot. Merv Griffin, Merv Griffin, Merv Griffin, Merv Griffin, Merv Griffin. I liked. I actually like those. You would. For one, they're weird. The panels where it's like they they did he did it a couple times where it's one page and it's every panel they are just saying the same thing. In we're that sorry. Case, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're sorry. sorry. I think later there's one where it's just like sugar or something. I like. Oh those. yeah. Yeah, and then there's one where they're just sleeping and having nightmares, and you're like, oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Is it of being devoured by humans? Because it should be. Huh. It's like, uh, that's what their fate is. <laughs> they, they dream of hail, lice, rats, frogs, blood, blight, slaying of the firstborn, boils, and locusts. Okay, so they read the Bible recently? Well, and they, they just fell asleep drunk. <laughs> of course. Which is funny because, like, uh, a couple of strips later, they uh, they fall asleep and they're like, "We never sleep." Is that the one where they take the drugs? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're not. They're not drug. They're not pro drugs. They're all about alcohol. And yeah, yeah they fall asleep and then they freak out because they slept and the drug that the drug dealer has stolen life from like time from them that they could have used drinking and beating people. <laughs> yeah i don't know that i got i know i didn't get that far because i don't remember that but i do remember them looking for drug dealers and then screaming oh, about yeah. crack and then burning the city down oh, that's yeah. right their war on drugs that's right yeah forget about that one i i you know evan dorkin i've i've read some of his stuff in the past because he did uh the marvel comics adaptation of bill and ted's bogus journey and then they actually had an ongoing bill and ted series and uh, Evan Dorkin did the art. I think he wrote it, too. They have Bill and Ted in comic books. Yeah. And they yeah. have Doctor Who in comic books. Yeah. How have these two not met ever? I know. Or three, uh-huh. or whatever. And I, where I was going with it is uh, I love this style. I love the art style. I do like I like the art style. 
of milk and cheese. I haven't read it. I haven't read any of his other stuff. I, I, I remember you had mentioned, I think last episode when we talked about this getting picked that he did some Bill and Ted stuff. When I did some uh, looking into him and he's actually pretty prolific in terms of like, he's written for uh, cartoons. Like he wrote for, I think it was Batman beyond. And I was like, Whoa. Ooh, oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I have respect for that right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think he, <laughs> well, we mentioned, uh, Space Ghost Coast to Coast earlier, and I think he wrote on that as well. There you go. Um, yeah. TV, Space Ghost. Oh, apparently he wrote for Yo, Gag- Yo Gabba Gabba. Uh, don't bite your friends influenced my life. <laughs> so. I don't know Yo Gabba You don't know Yo Gabba Gabba? You just have Jack Black on all the time. Really? Yeah. Oh, I remember, uh. He did Bizarro Comics and Bizarro World, oh, and I do oh. I do remember seeing that. That seems like a good fit from the little bit about him that I know, which is Milk and Cheese. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Fight Man uh, was a character that he did for Marvel, and Fight Man shows up in the Bill and Ted run that he, he also did. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I wonder about things like that. Like, if you work for one of the big companies and create a character... They own it. Well, I know yeah, they own it, they but own are they more likely it, yeah. to allow you to use it in something else if you were the creator of it? Most most of the time, no. Mm. I mean, not, if it's something in something else that they also own, yes. But like, if you're working for Marvel and you start a creator-owned comic with Image or something, mm-hmm. no, really, they're not going to let you use none of your none of the characters. But why? Play. Okay, say say not Image, which Image is so big that it's almost a big mm-hmm. one. Say it's some really small no comic book. Com- or publisher that they've no particularly the big two like if you create a comic for their comics they you know that's their that becomes basically their character i mean you can get credit and royalties and stuff although from what i understand it's not it's it's a bad deal most of the time right which is why a lot of char- writers just don't do it they don't create new characters for big two comics yeah but no they they hold on to it that becomes their property but they've done crossover things in the past. Oh yeah, but that's a specific deal where that they work out. Right. Yeah. Generally not though. Well, it would seem like if if you had made a character for them and then had a, another character you created elsewhere's become somewhat popular, they'd be more likely to let you use that character than one of their other characters. It. I mean, it falls into legal rights and uh, what's the word? Um, until it. Oh, what is it? Uh, Intellectual I, properties, IP. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. exactly. So it becomes a legal issue, and most of the time they're like, "No, there's just not." No, I understand. It's more, I just... more of a headache than it's worth, from what I gather. That's why a lot of writers like to work with like Image, where it's a creator owned, or even like I think Vertigo. Even you can work this deal, or other companies, because if it's a creator owned comic, you own those characters, and you know whatever contract you have worked out with them, you decide. Like you go somewhere else eventually, you can take that character with you. Right. And that's kind of the theory as to why we don't get more cool new DC or Marvel characters. Because a lot of times if it's like a really cool idea, a writer's gonna be more likely to be like, No, I want to keep this for myself. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't see very many new characters like Venom show up nowadays because mm-hmm. back then, yeah. And I mean, I don't know if this really has anything to do with it at all, but it seems like a lot of the coolest stuff that I've seen doesn't really fit in those universes and it would kind of have to, it seems like they, they would make it have to fit mm-hmm. or they wouldn't have it. Yeah. 
Well, and like, likewise, if you're working on, on something else, you don't have to make it a certain way. Like if you're working on like a DC comic, yeah, anything you create, you, like say you have an idea for a character, you create it in your own co- comic book world. Mm-hmm. You can make it fit whatever you want, but if you do it for DC, it's got to be able to fit and work it. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It makes me think of Chew and Revival. They had that crossover. And I'm like, how are they going to manage that? Because these are com- two completely different uh-huh. type worlds. But they made it work. But you'd never be able to do that with DC or Marvel. Mm-hmm. You'd have to make it that just like their characters. They kind of do like imprints because you had uh, like the Mark Miller stuff or the Mark Millar stuff, uh, like Kick-Ass. Um, he's... That's technically a Marvel property, but there's no way he exists in the Marvel universe. It's all Miller World or whatever. But I think it's an imprint of Marvel. I believe that Marvel owns it. I did not know that. That's interesting. We should go- well, I, I, maybe I'm wrong about that. I'd hate to be spewing falsehoods. We need to call him Malar because I know like three Mark Millers, and it's very confusing. <laughs> you call him and tell him, this is your name now, buddy. I'm going to have to. Yeah. Nobody knows what it is. Not even him. He's faking it. <laughs> well, not- he knows what he only knows. His mom told him. He doesn't know the truth. And she might have been lying. She was. To protect him. <laughs> okay. Yes, I it, I was correct. It was, uh, it's Marvel Comics uh, under the Icon imprint. Oh, interesting. Okay. Because they, they uh, reference some, some Marvel stuff in in there and i was like how do they get away with that and then i realized oh it's because it's still actually marvel so if you've ever read any of those uh individuals and wondered why he's able to get away with like straight up calling out spider-man or something that's why hmm. does dark horse belong to anybody dark horse like, yeah they're book publisher they're their own thing oh okay because okay. the two i think i read the most are image and dark horse yeah, there's not a lot of Dark Horse we're picking up anymore, but they were, I believe, and I could be wrong, but I think they were doing like those, they did the Colder books, or mm-hmm. they pub- mm. they published the Colder books. Yeah, I like those ones. Some other stuff, yeah. Back to Milk and Cheese. Sorry. Well, <laughs> I suppose we could do final thoughts on it, because yeah, final there's thoughts? a whole lot more to dig into. Final thoughts? This is great for like 12, 13-year-old boys. <laughs> okay, that's all I have. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you didn't seem very keen on it at all. It wasn't the most horrible thing ever, but it it wasn't something that I would go and read all the time. Mm-hmm. That's. It favorite. also takes me back to a different age of comics where mm-hmm. it's like independent comics at that time kind of were relegated to things you would maybe find or pick up in like a record store, like Homer's or something. Uh-huh. And that's really the vibe that I start to, to get. Yeah, you know? I could totally see them having little like... I don't even know what kind of magazine it would be, but with that in the back of it, at Homer's. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. Which yeah. I think is where the type, exactly the type of stuff that most of this saw print in, where he got his well, money. Well, it was, was it was first uh, milk and cheese first showed up at the, in the final issue of what was called Greed Magazine. Oh, interesting. Hmm. So I think that's very much the spirit of this. From what I understand, he has off and on worked on like you know released some stuff like all through many years and i don't know how recent this information was but even like occasionally re- releasing new milk and cheese stuff in like dark horse presents speaking of dark horse where like you know it'll be dark dark horse presents is something kind of like like dc's done it dc comic presents it's where they'll just have like random stories in it 
random characters, maybe stuff like that, you know, uh-huh. mm-hmm. it's not necessarily an ongoing thing. And from what I understand, he's, there's been milk and cheese and some of that more modern dark horse. I'd be, I should track some down. Cause I'd be very curious to read modern milk and cheese. I'd take a look at it at least. I don't imagine, I don't imagine he's changed it much. I'm sure it's very similar, but I, I'd be curious because I mean, the more I think about it, these are like kind of timely. Like they're, they're, they're milk and cheese, baby. Milk and cheese. Come on. <laughs> Good point. Well, you know, they can go bad. <laughs> yeah. Right. But anyway, I, I enjoyed this. It's definitely read in tiny chunks, tiny chunks mm-hmm. because it's characters screaming in your face and beating people up mm-hmm. every page and, and there's no real ongoing stories. And when there are, there are occasionally like, I think at one point there's four, four page long stories. Yeah. There like two of them maybe. And the, and the story just doesn't matter. It's the, and they'll even say as much. It's a loose thread to like string through. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's, I, yeah, it's not for everybody, but it's exactly lactose intolerant. It's <laughs> <laughs> true, but it's exactly like, it's exactly what it wants to be. Like, yeah. it, and it succeeds at that. It's, it's not asking to be mo- anything more yeah. than what it is. So w- w- who would we recommend this for? 12 year old boys. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, people who like puns and it, it's not even like the violence is thrilling. I mean, they do do some kind of shocking things. There's a lot of baby kicking and stuff like that. I yeah, appreciate baby right. kicking. But <laughs> yeah, that was that came much later. But only and I was just like, oh my goodness, only uh, cartoon milk and cheese could get away with that. I mean, it is it is pretty hardcore. If it's times. dancing time, you gotta keep those babies away. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> we are restoring civil rights. <laughs> I love that. Some of their battle cries were the best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are restoring civil rights harm i don't know who i i guess i mean i guess i'd have to know the person like if you like metal you probably have a certain attitude and you'll like this stuff i i just think of like i people like that play a lot of video games or um and certain kinds even of video games it's almost like mad magazine if mad magazine was allowed yeah That's, that is Mad Magazine popped in my head several times when I was reading it. Mm. This is like the kind of thing I would expect to see in there. Like, you know, they'd have like the I Spy and then the, or not I Spy, what is it called? Spy, spy versus, versus spy. spy. Spy versus Spy. And then you'd flip it and then it'd be Milk, milk versus cheese. cheese. Oh, yeah. Or milk and yeah, cheese, not versus cheese. You know they I mean? they would won't fight. likely fit in real well. Right. And the only thing that I, I mean, I've read, I read Mad Magazine a few times. My favorite part was the part where you fold it together and it makes a different picture. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's how boring I am. No, those are pretty cool. And uh, awesome. and Mad Magazine does did tend to be pretty cheesy. But Whoop, cheesy. Uh-huh. <laughs> not not, well, not so milky uh, though. I was say we're yeah, we're going to milk this one. So Oh, <laughs> man, I should have just let you drop that one. <laughs> and, and Melanie's a hater of puns, so I, I can't help so it. So it makes sense. Well, I don't know if hater is the right word. I'm yeah. Not a hater, I just You're not a huge fan of puns. I don't know who is. I mean, people are, but like they're so bad, and that's part of what's so fun about them. Yeah. But okay. I, that seemed to be a big, like, stumbling block for you with this. Because that's just, I, I don't know. I don't know. I I can't describe my... So, Jesse, who would you who would you recommend this to? Oh, basically Mad Magazine. 
(laughs) (laughs) Not the fans, just Mad Magazine. Here. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yeah. Take it and run with it. Alfred E. Newman. That's who I'd recommend this to. It is something, I mean... I think it'd be a, I don't know if you'd want to say a coffee table book, but it, it'd be something good to have on a shelf. Be like, here, like if you have a friend over that you think might enjoy it, be like, Hey, check a couple of these out. Oh, you yeah. might enjoy this, you know? Well, yeah. And I bought the, I bought the trade because I found it on Amazon for pretty cheap. Yeah, and, uh, I don't, I don't recommend, rich. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't re- regret buying it at all, you know, cause it was super cheap, first of all. And second of all, it's, it's fun. And I, and I don't think, I think if I didn't have a deadline on reading this, you know, and I could just read one here and there and at, at a leisurely pace, um, I think that's how this is meant to be di- digested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, personally, I, I mean, it didn't leave a, oh my gosh, milk and cheese. It didn't leave a bad taste in my mouth, <laughs> <laughs> but it would have left a better, less spoiled taste in my mouth if I didn't feel like I had to cram this for the show. Right. Right. Like, cause yeah, it's definitely, it's bite size. It, yeah, yeah. It would do well if it were like a skit comedy show. You know what I mean? Like in living color or something. You know, that's kind of funny because there's a strip later, much later. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Where it's milk and cheese. I mean, I think they show up in the last couple panels, but it's the writer. It's mm-hmm. the artist in the strip talking about, you know, Hollywood, like pitching him all these ideas and they don't get it. And he said, I want to say the closest anybody came was somebody pitched him something that something like a skit show. Uh He's like, that's the closest to like somebody getting it right. Mm. Well, that's totally what it is. Why would they try to make it anything else? Yeah. Well, you know, he was talking about kids show and he's like, you know, they're alcoholics, right? Blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, milk and cheese show up and are angry because a big, one of the ongoing things that does, I mean, it's just kind of a character personality is, they're cartoon stars. They're big cartoon stars. They want to be big cartoon stars. They blah want, blah blah. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so they're mad because he's taking away to, their fame and money. Yeah. He's turned all this stuff down. Yeah. Yeah. I see it. I loved in Living Color, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Let me show you something. Yeah. Yeah. Um. He thought, you know what? I'm sorry. This has nothing to do with it. But not mad. Damon. What's his name? Damon Wayne's. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can see where that would. Yeah. Damon Wayans and Jim Carrey were all that show needed, and it could have gone on forever. And don't forget the Fly Girls. Screw the Fly Girls. They I were like know. the worst part of the show. It's such a weird decision to have them in there. I know, yeah. isn't it? That's where Jennifer Lopez got her start. I blame them for Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> and that's why the show got canceled. Huh? And a connection to Ben Affleck. And Jim Carrey was pretty fly for a white guy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> of course he was. And anytime I hear the song Girls on Film, I think of that show. I don't even know what that's You remember is. that skit? Nope. <laughs> I wonder how that, I doubt, I wonder how that plays. Probably seems kind of homophobic now. I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. I like that skit. Uh, yeah. yeah. That was, was Girls on Film. Two, two, two well, that was the song. They, was that? That was the song they play as like the theme song to their like fake show. Oh. In the skit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What was that? Two snaps and, yeah. Two snaps up, two snaps in a circle. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, and that guy, that other, the other guy in that skit, I can't remember his name, but something Wayne's. He wasn't a Wayne. They were all Wayne. He he was not a Wayne. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Yeah, right? I only, and he's been in he's been in things too. He like, has been in things, but it's like I haven't seen him since the '90s. And usually, the things I remember him from, besides in Living Color, were like Amazon Women on the Moon. Oh and, yeah, okay, I know who you're talking and about. And other. 
David like, Allen Greer. Yeah, yeah. Things that you never really hear about ever. Mm-hmm. And it makes me sad. I think he might have gotten into voice acting a little bit, but I could I could be wrong too. Comedy, at least live action comedy, does not hold up well most of the time. I know. Even if it's still funny, it just old comedy, if you think about it, not a lot of it like keeps coming back. Uh, well, like Steve Martin, like all of his old stuff still cracks me up, but I don't think it would play to audiences now very exactly. well. It's some good. Things, yeah. Some things, yeah. Yeah. But Brother Without Soul, come on. That was like one of the best <laughs> skit pieces ever. <laughs> okay. Moving on from milk and cheese. We listen. I'm just, I don't know how to end this segment. And David Allen Greer. (laughs) So, so we give milk and cheese two snaps up. (laughs) Thank you. That was good. This was not the most painful, but one of the toughest reads, I'd say, for the poll list pick, which was interesting, like discussing our favorite poll list, like looking at the list and being like, and then there's milk and cheese right there. Like, that's what we're going to talk about. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. right. It wasn't the most painful, but it was one of the toughest. Like, when I was reading it, I wasn't, it wasn't as hard to read to get through as, like, um, bring on the bad guys. It was just, it's just a very different, like, pain. <laughs> it's well, a different experience. Bringing on the bad guys, like, half of it was just, like, studying and then, and then reading a couple comic strips mm-hmm. and then studying and then <laughs> reading some comic mm-hmm. strips. And that was rough for me, but it's interesting. And this was like easy. I mean, not, not easy. Easy. I understand uh-huh. the, you know, yeah, it'd be way better to just read them one at a time at the back of a magazine like they were intended. But I kind of blew through the ones that I blew through. I didn't start reading them until today. And I got to like the third issue. Well, and that's, oh, you yeah, know, that's like when I started it. it, that was, that was how I started too. And I was like, this is going to be easy because there's, they're bite sized. Mm hmm. And yeah, that lasted, uh, you know, for a little while. And then it was like, oh boy, okay, I'm going to, bu- I got to eat another bite. Oh no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm running out of time. I got to eat a huge bite. <laughs> and it was like, oh no, this is not how this is meant to be read. And then when you have an angry unicorn puppet, like yelling in your ear, like, man, did you get to the part with the eyebrows? <laughs> they have big eyebrows. They have big eyebrows. I like the art style of them. And I like when they would change sometimes. I think the like more simplistic, cute versions of them was awesome. Yeah. I like simple, cute stuff. Yeah, they looked awesome. I like you. Are you calling me simple? No, I'm calling you cute. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is definitely not a conversation we have to get into, but have you watched much more Daredevil? I, uh, how far are you? I want to say 10. Oh, okay. So you're further than me. Okay. Uh, so you got, you got to the end of the Frank Castle. Uh, that's where I'm at. I got through that episode that gets to the end of the Frank Castle uh, trial, and he meets up with. Oh, okay. That's where we left off. He meets up with um um. Okay, okay. We're yeah, we're one episode past that, I think. Okay, we're down to the last uh, what whatever's going to tie it together. I think because mm-hmm. what because there's thirteen episodes, and I think we're at episode eight or nine or something. Oh man, I'm excited for you. That next episode. As a fantastic sequence. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's yeah, just good. I've I've been excited uh, about you know I, it's been it's been as good as the first season at least. Mm-hmm. And the first season was violent and bloody. This season is so much more like just bloody and hardcore in a lot yeah. of respects. Crazy. And people talk <laughs> about you know R-rated superhero, R-rated superhero. It's like well. 
I mean, it's not a movie, so it's not R, not R rated, but look at like daredevil is like, that's already proven that you can do it and you can do it right. And it works mm-hmm. and it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the polar opposite of, of Deadpool where it's like Deadpool's like the, the raunchy comedy R rated. And then you got Deadpool where it's like, or uh, daredevil where it's like, uh, the gritty violent. Yeah. And like, it's only used to sell it. Mm-hmm. It's only used to make it real. Mm-hmm. The Electra stuff. I don't know why I maybe I'm just not into the character that much. I, it wasn't losing me, but I wasn't wild about it because mm-hmm. there's several episodes where they start the Frank castle trial stuff. There's several episodes episodes where it's like kind of punishers, kind of punishers off the table. And it seems like Electra comes in and we're going to do this thing with her now. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not digging it. I just not digging right. it. And compared to the stuff that was happening while Punisher was, was wreaking havoc. That's what I want. Like, you know, so right. it wasn't bad. It was still good. It's just like, I was like, ah, I'm not feeling it, but they, uh, and they, they pulled a lot of that from the man without fear. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, especially the origin stuff, but they, but they made it new enough, you know, like by connecting her to stick and all that, which I, I did they allude to that? I I feel like they alluded to that in the first season, at, like at the end or something. If they did, I missed it. I I think that maybe they alluded to it without saying who he was bringing in, but they basically said, you know, we're gonna have to bring people in because the kid's off the table or whatever. Okay, okay. That last episode you watched, I was digging that. Uh, that's kind of like we we got to that point and we're like, this is definitely a good place to stop. And the the episode cliffhanger just before that one, literally where he drops the flashlight in the hole and he's waiting for it. They're waiting for it to hit the bottom. And then they cut the episode and the next episode is they pick it right back up and they're still waiting for it to hit the bottom. Yeah. It's like, wow. When they made the ninjas, they made the hand ninjas like pretty, pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like usually the, the hand, like the ninjas are kind of, throwaway but like you have hand ninjas pretty much taking out both matt murdoch and uh and electra Mm -hmm. you know i mean like with their poison and stuff like at least benching them until they can deal with it which is crazy like i can't imagine that happening now like hand ninjas are just you know the only way they're a problem is if they overwhelm oh yeah yeah sure like uh just the the faceless uh the cannon fodder and the thugs and the yeah which did you know about the TMNT uh, tie-in with the foot? Yeah, I didn't. No, no, it's yeah, so funny. Ninja I did. Ninja Turtles is so an uh, it's so an analog and a love letter to Daredevil. Yeah, I knew that with the like, it was kind of like an unofficial spinoff with the truck um, mm-hmm. and the 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 chemicals and and stuff. I knew that, but I I think mainly I didn't know enough about Daredevil to catch like like the hand. And yeah. the foot and all that. Yeah. That's... When, and splinter is an analog of stick. Yeah. That totally makes sense. Yeah. That's, that's hilarious. That's well, kind of awesome. I, I think, that, isn't that how, it, I think that's how it works in the original origin is that that chemicals, uh, the chemicals hit the blind kid or whatever, but then go into the sewer or whatever. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. But there's no secret of the ooze. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> go ninja, go ninja, go. Did you did you guys get caught up on um uh Flash and Arrow came back? 
Uh, we're way behind on Arrow again. Always. Oh, yeah. We're always going to be way behind on Arrow. <laughs> but we did watch the latest. There's been, as of recording, I believe one episode of Flash since they came back. Mm-hmm. Okay. We watched that, and I'm guessing Le- Legends of Tomorrow is on a break now or something, because I don't think there was a new episode this week. Yeah. I, I bet you it'll be coming, but yeah. Not yet. Not on Hulu, anyways. So what happened in the most recent episode of Flash? Oh, the the female speedster. Yeah, trajectory. Trajectory, which was an interesting tie-in. Yeah, what was this? Uh, well, I like how I like how they tied her in, um, because she is actually one of uh, what was what was it called? Lex Luthor put together a team of superhumans or metahumans, and uh, she was the speedster of that team, and she started going crazy. Um, so they did a nice job of of tying her in with what's already happening. By making her addicted to the uh, the drug, I, I can't remember what they're calling it. Velocity nine. Oh, is that what it is? Velocity nine. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of that was kind of interesting. Yeah, and to have this whole like we need to have fun, bro, moment. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh yeah, you know that's gonna go poorly because anytime the superheroes go out and cut loose, something bad happens. Uh. Yeah, and it could totally. Fit that she works for Lex Luthor because he, I'm sure, funds several research companies all over the globe, including in, wait, which city do they live in? Central City? Uh, or? Central, yeah, oh. Central City. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense, right? Yeah. If anyone cared to be sticklers a little slightly bit. Right. Yeah, I didn't catch that. I, I like that they tied that in at this point in time, you know, with, with, with that whole thing going on that we were talking about. Um, well, thing that's really kind of surprising about that is that uh this was very much a jesse quick story too and uh she's a speedster in the dcu hmm. like she's in the jsa how does it feel to have a girl named after you <laughs> yeah it's all right i kind of have a girl name <laughs> I've, I've grown to accept it it's cool i used to know this the this this boy named Jesse and his sister named Jessica, and they called them both Jess. And I'm like, you should be shot. What is wrong with you? I would do that to your kids. <laughs> oh, <shot>. man. <laughs> that, would be, that would be a little more rough, yeah, to be constantly like, wait, who do you mean? Yeah, that is like, yeah, unintuitive. Why would they? Yeah. I, I And I thought Jesse and James from Team Rocket and the Pokemon series was a little off, but, you know. Yeah. To, to be Jesse and Jesse, that would be weird. Mm-hmm. Like Simon and Simon. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That was their last name, so that is a little forgivable. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. true. true. Baby, come on, don't you ever watch that? <laughs> Simon and Simon. Man, I'm busting out old Simon. <laughs> yeah, my mom loved that black. show. That's the only reason I know. <laughs> Practically black and white. <laughs> you guys are going to like yank me off of the podcast with a vaudeville cane. <laughs> but it wasn't one of them like Burt Reynolds or somebody awesome like that. Somebody oh, yeah. with a mustache. So, that well, was amazing. Yeah, there was a mustache involved. Yeah. Anyway. Not Burt Reynolds, but still awesome. Yeah. Okay. Had a Reynolds level stash. Yeah. Yeah. What show are you Ooh. talking about? Simon and Simon. That <laughs> was the name of the show? That. Yes. <laughs> I don't know the show. In 1989. Oh. I was alive then, so that's something. In 89? I, I said I was alive then. Oh, I thought you so said I wasn't. Something. I was like, baby, you were born in 82. What's wrong with you? It was Rick Simon and AJ Simon. I skipped 89. <laughs> uh, that was around the... 
that was like the kind of thing that I grew up watching, like that and TJ Hooker and, um, God, what was that one with the guys on the motorcycles, the cops on the motorcycles? Chips? Yeah. Oh, Chips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chips. Well, yeah. Ch- chips, they ran during the day a bunch, so you couldn't help but watch Chips. But I didn't watch that other stuff. I don't know. I didn't go to bed. I'd stay up late and watch Night Court. Oh, well, Magnum, that's Night Court. Magnum P.I. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Of course I watched those shows. Night Court scared the crap out of me when I was a kid once. <laughs> what? They had a Halloween episode. Oh. And there was a head <laughs> in the middle like, of a table. This is, like, this is high comedy, but it scared the crap out of you. It terrified me. <laughs> there was a head. It was a bull? Bull was scared. It probably. I mean, if you're going to put, <laughs> if you're going to like put a head in the middle of a table, you got to use his. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it had to be. I think I might even remember. <laughs> That's so funny. Night Corp. <laughs> Night Court scared the crap out of me. It did. Bonds, I know. Don't do that. We've already captured his his purring pretty close. He was sniffing at the camera or at the camera at the microphone. Yeah. Bonsai, you want to be a co-host? Bonsai. He's gonna have to show up on uh, Instagram at some point. He will. <laughs> I'll have to. I should bust out that picture. I've never put it up anywhere. The D and D picture of him sitting at the uh, DMs in the oh, DM the DM spot. screen. Yeah. Oh man, that would be a scare. Oh, cats would make the scariest DMs. Oh, I know. They'd be ruthless. Uh-huh. They'd have all. They they would send all sorts of gnomes after you. They would creepy trees and sock monkeys. <laughs> gnomes and creepy cats. trees and sock monkeys. <laughs> yeah, cats, cats would be the worst DMs. Mm-hmm. Like and then glory, the fly cats come from the sky with their acid urine and save us all. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? You could have you could have had an extra healing potion, but guess who didn't? Uh, change the kitty litter this week. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, your character dies. Like bonsai, why is it are your campaign always your campaigns always end this way? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. It's like I'll show you, spider buggy. <laughs> <laughs> Ogre mages. <laughs> um, how do we night court? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we make the greatest transitions. 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 Unfortunately, I've read very little. Oh, some of the DC Rebirth stuff got announced. Oh yeah. And I mean, are this. You, one, are you excited? I I <laughs> I am excited. Yeah, I am excited because okay, so I mean, this isn't necessarily. If you're a comic book fan, you know, you've heard, you've read it. But the stuff I'm most excited about, surprise, surprise, is like purely the Batman stuff. I'm sure right. there's some cool stuff going on in the non-Batman part of DC, but that's not the stuff I pay attention to most of the time. So Tom King is taking over writing for Batman, which is not a surprise. That one had, that rumor had been out and that one is true. Um, man, I'm all, I'm so writer focused. I always forget the artists. I forget who's doing what, but there's definitely some notable artists on like all the books. The thing that is not true is it was rumored that Scott Snyder would be moving over to Detective Comics. He's, <gasps> I've heard this. He's not. <gasps> what? Um, it's going to be James Tinian the Fourth, who he's done. Um, what was he doing? I want to say he's done just fourth things. He, he's done <laughs> a, a Nightwing. I want to say he's definitely See? a Nightwing guy. That's what I said. He's done Nightwing, um, stuff like that. He's done a lot of work with Scott Snyder. He, I think he got a writing or co-writing credit on a lot of the Batman eternal stuff, which wasn't bad. 
but he's taking over, he's doing detective comics. They have a weird concept going for that, that I don't know if I'm big on because I'm not a huge Batwoman fan, but some storyline about Batman and Batwoman working together in some type of training thing. I don't know. Something nobody weird. likes that. Stop doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's months from starting and she's like, nobody likes that. God, that was good. I they should know by now. I mean, oh, that was so good. How many times you got to try and pair him up with people before you get that nobody wants him paired with anybody? Even Robin is hard to tolerate. So, okay, so, so when I read that, I was like, this was a Scott Snyder. Where's Scott? Yeah. yeah. Because, like, I mean, that's their Batman guy. Yeah. Like, Batman. I don't love that. That baby muffin in your, your face and your noise. Batman is their best selling book. Because of Scott Snyder. Right. Right. Um, and Greg Capullo. The art, Greg Capullo's art is awesome. Mm-hmm. It'll be weird to see a Scott Snyder Batman book without him, even though there's been like fill-in artists occasionally. But so Scott Snyder is getting a new title called All-Star Batman. Yeah. I thought they were cutting down on that stuff. <laughs> well, I think it's the, I think this is the only All-Star right now, isn't it? Because won't uh, All-Star Batman and Robin canceled again yeah from what i understand (laughs) it's not necessarily taking out taking um like it's not like taking on after like the other all-star stuff they've done Mm -hmm. um but yeah that's the name it's all-star batman it sounds like they they there was like four artists attached to it so it sounds like it'll be and ramita uh ramita jr was one of them yeah yeah I think Ramita Jr. will be an interesting fit with Snyder because Ramita Jr. always makes everything look like, uh, like I like his work on the Hulk and, and when like he worked on Spider-Man, he's really good at making like things look hard, (laughs) like hard to, (laughs) hard hard to deal with, like heavy and Uh lots of effort, that kind of thing. Was he doing, was he better, better word than hard? Was he doing, well, Melanie just needs to go back to bed. <laughs> was he doing Hit Girl? I want to say he did Hit Girl, that Hit Girl yeah. series you were Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah. He did uh, Kick Ass, too. And um, Sean Murphy is also attached as artist. He did um, The Wake, mm. I think, with that was him. Very and Jock was attached, and he worked with Scott Snyder before on when Snyder was doing. Detective Comics before the reboot, before New 52. Oh. And he also, I think, I want to say Jock did Witches. Really? But I could be wrong. And well, then there was another artist. Witches, Witches was like partially painted, I think, if not. Oh, yeah. It was a crazy style. Yeah. yeah. It was like kind of painterly, but also like they did a bunch of like, you know, post like Smearing. texturing and weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So basically a bunch of cool artists attached. So I don't know how that's going to work if it's just like, you know, we'll have him for a little bit and then this guy or if they're going to alternate or or what, who knows what he's got planned. I know there's something to do with Two-Face. There's going to be a strong focus on villains in this book. Mm. It sounded like they had some type of, I don't know where these snippets of storylines come from, but they were in the news stories. Some type of, uh, to me, it sounded like road trip with Batman and Two-Face. Yeah. Yeah. I read that too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is. It's Scott Snyder. It'll be good. Teen Titans with uh, Damien at the head. Yeah, Damien's taking over the... Yeah, he's going to be the head of Teen Titans. There's also a book called The Super Sons, and that's going to be yeah. a team-up between Damien, Damien Wayne, and I believe... Chris Kent? Would it be Chris Kent? Or? Yeah, yeah. 
who I think is supposed to be is is he the son of pre New Fifty Two Superman and Lois? Who is this? Yes, yeah. yes, that was well kind of adopted, I think. Mm. Because then he doesn't uh, count. It's so it's it's not actually Lois and Clark's son. It, it's like adopted son um, from the Phantom Zone. Uh, you, so that whole Zod storyline where they brought Zod into the comics, uh, Chris Kent. That's where he showed up. Okay. But he also like prematurely started getting older and oh. donned, uh, like, who did he don? He donned, uh, a moniker, uh, from, uh, the bottle city of Cantor. <laughs> oh, okay. There's, there's, there's all sorts of, cause Nightwing is actually a Kryptonian thing. Oh, yeah. What was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. We, we talked about this with Brandon way back when. Mm-hmm. Um, so. This is all too much for me. It, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> me and Jesse, I don't know if we talked about this on the show. We've talked about this off the show. Tom King is doing Vision. Have you started reading Vision yet? No. Oh, it's so good. Oh, you oh now like you it. can. Yeah, you're, you'll like it a lot, I think. There's a new one out I, don't, I haven't read yet. Yeah, me either. Tom King got signed exclusive to DC. That's not necessarily new news with this. Right. Um, but he will be able to finish... I believe he said like a 12 issue arc on vision with Marvel. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Scott Snyder is now, this is new news is now officially signed DC exclusive. Oh, I did. I did read that. Yeah. Yeah. So they give him his own bat title and he's exclusively DC. Basically they signed a whole bunch of like people exclusive contracts with a bunch of artists, several writers. My reaction from what has come out of WonderCon is that it sounds like DC's on the right track, but it also still sounds like um, New 52 a little bit, where it's like, okay, we're kind of getting our ducks in a row, but we're going to leave a whole bunch of these things still up in the air a little bit. Like, uh, what was it? Like, this? there's a title called Super-Man, kind of like the Spider-Man has a hyphen. Yeah. But it's Super-Man, and it looks like that's going to be Lex Luthor. Because that's how they're ending Superman right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. And so I'm like, so is it still like all over the multiverse? Is it still, I mean, like, do we have some books still set in the Dark Side Wars? What's going on here? So I'm, I'm not, I'm still not certain. I guess on one hand, if it's not a reboot, then great. You know, I guess that's kind of one, one thing about it. But uh, I also would like to get a cohesive DCU again, or one that makes sense at least. That's one thing that like, and maybe they have talked about it, but that's one thing that I'm unclear of. Like, yeah, how all that works. It kind of sounds like they're still going with the current continuity. I don't, I don't know. And they were kind of hinting, Oh, I don't know if this was all just speculation, but it kind of seemed like maybe we were going to get a Wally West back, but that's not, that's still not, something they're revealing if that's the case because i'm not saying anything in the the recent stuff if anything it looks like there's a new speedster who might be the wally west kind of patterned after uh wally west from the show in one of the teen titan books i think it was the i think it was the damian wayne teen titans where they showed like a different kid flash yeah there was there was a couple announcements that people are super excited about I think overwhelmingly it sounds good, but I'm kind of out of the, out of the DC loop a little bit. Yeah. I'm, if, if it doesn't have Batman, 
I didn't pay super close attention to it because I knew it was happening. I knew the announcements were happening yesterday. So when I was at work, I'd check, check the comic sites to see what was coming up. Cause there's a green lantern or green lanterns or something. And that doesn't have Hal Jordan in it. And then there's Hal Jordan and the green lanterns or something like that. I was like, Oh, okay. That's interesting. It's weird to separate them like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So are they doing it so that they can just have as many books as they want? And it's okay. Cause it's all the well, they're books. actually like they've, it's actually less than they have been doing less titles. But then again, like, yeah, a lot of, there's a lot of their core books are going twice monthly. They said everything's going back to two ninety nine, but twice monthly is paying like six bucks for a, a series a month. And I assume they're all still going to have the, like, in the middle of the page ads. Yeah, I don't know what this, I'm not sure what the situation with that is. I read this month with Milk and Cheese because I felt guilty. I knew I had to read Milk and Cheese, so I didn't want to, like, anytime I had, like, open my comics app or go to my comics pile, I'd be like, I got to read Milk and Cheese. I got to get through this. Right. The only comic I've read this month, other than Milk and Cheese, plus, you know, I've been kind of busy. And was it this month I was sick or was that last month? That was. It was this month. Yeah, it was this month. It was yeah. So like I was like a week was wiped out anyway. The only comic I read was Batman 50 and I don't recall any half page ads. I don't think they're doing it. Really? Well, at least they didn't in Batman number 50 this month. Well, I, that's good news. Yeah. Which was the like final, um, installment in the super heavy arc that Snyder was doing with the commissioner bat Gordon. Oh, and all that. It was the final issue of that. And then I believe Capullo and Snyder are on issue 51's like their goodbye issue. Ah, and then 52. I'm not sure what that's going to be. Goodbye issue. They're not, I mean, well, Snyder, it'll be Snyder's last, I believe Snyder's last issue before their big, big rebirth thing. Mm -hmm. And then he'll be back with all-star Batman and Capullo's off doing something else. Okay. I'm sorry. I was thinking you were saying Gordon. Oh, no. Gordon like, better be there forever. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I wonder if what's going to happen with Alfred's hand. It's going to regrow with magic. Uh, chain, chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Call me Ashley Pennysworth. <laughs> I was trying to mesh Ashley and Alfred, but they're too close anyway. Um, Hail to the butler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, there was another announcement, and this one kind of bugged me. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I think in Justice League 50, Mm -hmm. I think it was, they're going to reveal the Joker's true name. Yeah. Yeah, they've done that before, though, so. Mm, No, I don't don't think so. I remember reading ones where they're like, he was this guy, and his wife and kids were, well, that was like, kind of a thing. I think Killing Joke, they do that a little bit, and... They that was not necessarily supposed to be canon, so they kind of jump around on whether or not that's true. Mm-hmm. But for this, they're basically saying we're going to say it for real. They're basically going to pull a Wolverine and be like, "Okay, here's the origin," which bugs me because man, it's been how long? Like we don't, we don't and we don't need it. We don't need it. I think what works about Joker is that he is the mystery, and that because even in the comics, they do occasionally give him some type of origin. Or some type of, here's what he used to be. But it works in the way that they made it work with, uh, uh, what was it? The Dark Knight, the movie, where he'll give you like some origin story 
and then he'll give somebody else an origin story. And it's all crap. It's just him being the Joker, you yeah. know? Right. I like that aspect. I don't think we need it. I like that because they've played with it. Snyder did it in, um, we were talking about the story earlier, death of the death of the family where Batman's like, I know who you are. And that freaks Joker out. And then he goes over the cliff. And then in justice league, they, I, I fell off the dark side war thing they were doing, but I was really enjoying it. Batman ended up on, is it the Mo- Mobius chair? Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. So he had access to knowledge and Batman found out what his name was. Cause he's, that was like one of the first things he asked, of what's course. the Joker's real name. And he was like, Oh, you know, had this look. Yeah. I like that. They toy with that. I don't want to know though. They don't yeah. need to tell me. Yeah. I don't care if the characters find out. I don't want to find out. It'll ruin right. it. I don't need to know. Well, yeah. I mean, like, like Wolverine, have we, has anything been improved by learning that Wolverine's actual name was James Howitt? No, I don't think I knew that. And I don't want to, I will unlearn that tonight when I sleep. Awesome. Yeah. Cause <laughs> not necessary knowledge. Yeah. No, like, the mystery is cool and you don't need to, and it's a hype thing. It's totally like a, Ooh, Ooh. And that's why they released yeah. this bit of information to, in the news, you know, so it'll boost some sales, excuse me, boost some sales, but like, we don't need to know it. Yeah. Not interested. I like to be teased with it, but if you actually drop it on me, I'm going to be disappointed. Yep. That's true. His real name is Martha Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait, yep. that was Flashpoint Joker, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. You didn't think of that when you said it? No. Oh, that's great. Probably subconsciously. That makes it good. I like the one, I don't know what it was in, where Alfred was a Joker, too. Oh, what was that? That might have been something we were watching. No, I don't remember no, what it was. No, it was a comic. Yeah, we read lots of Batman. They make everybody the Joker eventually. Yeah, but those two are good. Yeah. One thing that bugged me in the Scott Snyder run this is a tiny, or in this like recent Scott Snyder arc, and this is a tiny thing. But while Gordon is Batman, and it kind of becomes like a gov- like a city government thing, like a program. Mm-hmm. So they've got all these like, like a state kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So they've got all these like bat suits that they have people like train in, so that if they need to like if things get crazy, that's their SWAT. All these like aren't like mech bat guys jump into mech bat suits. <laughs> and so, of course, as is going to happen, especially <laughs> Snyder loves to do it. They all the writers love to do it, but Snyder loves to do it. Gotham's getting destroyed and ripped apart like it has like four other times so far. This last two, three years mm-hmm. or five years. I don't know how long it's been, but uh, they they let all these guys go, you know, and uh, all these like bat suits run out. One of them, they've got dressed up in Joker colors. Like, it's a Batman shape, but it's got, like, Joker color pieces, like, metal pieces, and the face has got, like, a Joker thing. And I'm like, yeah. why would they do that? Why would they design that? What's the <laughs> purpose? Like, why would the co- why would the cops be like, all these different suits, one of them, that's got to be a Joker Batman. Like, <laughs> why? You think they wouldn't yeah. want to do that because the Joker's terrorized the city multiple times. Because if one of them's going to go rogue... <laughs> they're like, if what? Yeah, it's, it's know which one it'll be. <laughs> they're just planning ahead. That's all. <laughs> it, it just struck me as so odd. It's like, why would they do that? Why would the police do that? <laughs> yeah, and then and then they can be like, I'm sorry, one of our robots destroyed half the city, but you know what? It was this Joker one. It was a Joker bot. Everybody get him. Everybody get him. Not because it's Batman. <laughs> it's Joker. Yep. Yeah, I just thought it was weird. Like, okay, so the police force, they didn't, it's not like they manufactured waves of the same looking, like, mech suit. They're all different. 
And that's so uh, that like they look cool and the art and Capullo can draw all these crazy cool bat suits and stuff. You know, they just ransacked the bat cave. Probably. Uh, did they ever? Find, I don't think they actually found the bat cave. You're right, but they did find other little caches all around. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, that happened in Batman oh. Eternal. They did find a bunch of the bat his like hidden weapons and bat cat bat cache. Yeah, he had a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, all over the city. Bat cache. That sounds like a like a game show. I don't remember which. There was an issue at one point that I don't remember which book it was, who was writing it or anything, but Batman was doing like data mining and he called it data mining. And, oh no. Oh, it was so bad. And then Alfred was like, data mining? Really? <laughs> and then is it like, so like Alfred even give him crap, but <laughs> it's like, I don't, I don't know that he would do that. Didn't he, yeah. didn't he want to call Damien's dog bad dog? Instead of Goliath? Probably. They had Bat-Cow for... Whatever oh, happened to wow. Bat-Cow? Where did Bat-Cow go? He's there. Bat-Cow was awesome. Yeah, he was. He would be in the... He was always, like, hanging out in the Bat-Cave. Yeah. Bat-Cow... That's what's great about some of the... Uh, some people hate on the Grant Morrison Batman stuff, but that's what's great about Grant Morrison is he can introduce Bat-Cow. It's so stupid, but it works. I mean, it's essentially just a cow they keep in the Bat-Cave. I don't know how that works, but... And he that has, is huge. and he has like a, a like a, a brown cow spot on his face that looks like a bat symbol, which I think him. is why they so, saved him. So you're saying they're re- they're really milking it? Oh yeah. Well, that's just that's that's Grant Morrison milking it and just being Grant Morrison. Sure. Yeah. He's utterly no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, oh, utterly. I kind of miss the Grant Morrison Batman stuff. I don't know if he'll ever come back to Batman, but it'd be good if he did. He did some wild stuff. He was actually able to write in Batmite, and I kind of liked it, and it worked. Mm-hmm. Because it was when Batman had kind of lost his mind and was a little crazy, and Batmite shows up. And I'm a hallucination. Like, well, he was basically like, you know, are you real, blah, blah, blah. And Batmite's like, you haven't figured it out yet. Uh, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, total sidetrack. <laughs> You're good at that, baby. I know. Me too. I know. That's our contribution to the show, pizza. So, we we all contribute pizza, and we all contribute more oh. than pizza. Yeah. Sometimes pizza salad sandwiches. Mm. Yeah, right, right. Mm, tacos. Do we have any pizza? Oh, no, I don't think we do. Oh. Do we have any pizza bites? No, unless you bought some that I don't know about. No. Oh. Okay. I want to shout out... So on Fatboy and Captain Llama, their most recent episode, it was a good episode. They talk about Batman v Superman, of course, because mm-hmm. you got to. And he gave us a shout out and shouted out our shout out about them in last episode and was very appreciative, except apparently we got we got their Twitter handle right, Fatboy and Captain Llama, or Fatboy and Llama. Mm-hmm. Um, but Will's Twitter... I- I am appalled. I don't know who would do that. We got that one wrong. How, how could we get that wrong? I This is just appalling. <laughs> he called us out on it. I want to say there was a swear involved. <laughs> um, no, they're awesome, guys. And you should follow them on Twitter. And half of Fatboy and Llama, Fatboy and Captain Llama, or at Fatboy and Llama, spell and out, is Will Gallo. Gallo. Yeah. Yep. Um, and his Twitter handle is at G A L L O 
underscore W I L. It's his name backwards. Well, you know, not last name first. Yep. Follow him. Tell him we fixed it. We've made everything okay. So Ex- except I think right. you still messed it up. It's two L's. <laughs> Did I not say two L's? W I L. So it's, it's Gallo with one L. No, two L's. It's we, follow, we will never get this correct. Follow at G U L L O. Not you. G A L L O underscore W I L L. J A L L. Okay. Yes. No, for yes. real. It's G A L L O underscore W I L L. Well, maybe yes. if he had a name that spelled like a normal word. It's actually a pretty straightforward name. <laughs> yeah, it totally is. It's appalling that I actually messed it up last well, time. Well, did you just switch it around like the way yeah, you would I, expect? I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I said Will first and then Gallo. Hey, it's understandable. And if somebody wanted to uh, trash us about it, that would make them a terrible, terrible individual. <laughs> right. Right. What kind of monster? <laughs> not not anybody who would be a good podcast host, that's for sure. Jeez. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, Fatboy and Captain Lama are great. You should definitely check out their show. They talked about Batman v Superman as well, and they probably did it better than me and Jesse did. In fact, we tried to ape their letter format. And I I'm, think we- pretty su- I'm pretty sure that we uh, stole some of their talking points, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, I'm glad <laughs> not, I was no problem. Not on purpose, but, you know, they... They did it well, so pod plagiarism. Yeah, yeah. But that's because their talking points were were spot on. They, the, I, I want to say they liked the movie a little bit more than than I did. Yeah, but they still had criticisms. They were all valid. The thing, most of the things they liked, I agree with. Um, it, like a lot of the things they liked, I thought was cool. For the most part, they were, you know, it was pretty dead on, spot on for their but thoughts. They're Australian, right? Yes. They probably don't get bombarded with the same crap that we get bombarded with every American movie. That's well, made. like, oh no, uh, they totally did on this one. They even talked about like, that, oh, they've been researching this for years. They've been following it like obsessively, the exact words, <laughs> obsessively for like three years. Uh-huh. So they've seen it all. They've seen all the trailers and no, no, it's not even that. Oh, what, my- I'm saying we've seen so many. You've seen so many Michael Bay and what's this guy's name? Nolan. No, uh, no, that was the yeah. that was the last guy. Um, uh, Snyder, Zack Snyder, Mister Three Hundred. So those guys, you've seen so many of their movies. Yeah, they don't get none of those in Australia. That's they're what like, I'm saying. They're like a they're like a third world nation. Well, <laughs> they embargo. They, no, they why no they wisely embargo Michael Bay. We're going to create an international incident, aren't we? No, they get those movies. I just don't think they watch them because those two don't watch movies. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> wise. That is wise. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true either. I know what you're saying. Okay. I know what you're we saying. are going to create a real uh, Twitter beef now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, I'm so glad I didn't see certain things that beefs. Okay, you didn't see things that beef like cows, Captain Hearts, bat cow, Captain- <laughs> bat cow. Yep. All right, this is Randy. Do you growlix? You will. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave. I'm just gonna leave that in there. <laughs> I'll just leave that. <laughs> and this is Melanie. And when it comes to growlix, whenever possible, put on side one of Led Zeppelin four. Toto, I've got a feeling we're not in growlix anymore.
Thank you for listening to Grawlix Podcast. The Grawlix Podcast is a production of the Electronic Media Collective and Vocal Arrow Studios. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License. To hear more, visit GrawlixPodcast.com. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Podcast and like us on Twitter Twitter.com slash Podcast. I do also want to comment, although this probably won't make it into the show. This is one of the first episodes which Melanie will actually be celebrating with alcohols. Oh. Shut up. And I can start to tell. Yeah, I can start to tell to you. <laughs> Plus, your side of the table is getting little drips and droplets it's of liquid all over. It's because it's dripping out of the end of the straw. Oh, okay. Because it's a soda. There's, it's mixed with soda, and it fuzzes up and drips out the straw. <laughs> Have you never had that issue before with your drinks? It's been a while since I had drank a mixed drink. Oh, you don't. Yeah, you don't drink. I never drink. Randy hasn't drank. Has not drank or drunk. Drink. Drunken. Randy hasn't drunk an alcohol. Darken. The entire time we've been dating. Yeah, I'm just not. You know, I'm. No, you don't have. I'm to. I'm too old to drink. You don't have to drink, baby. It's Those fine. days are behind I'm just saying, me. It's weird for me a little bit when I'm I drink and you don't. You know. Well, it's weird for me too. <laughs> it gets real weird sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta keep this noggin sharp.